Should I say, hey yo, creatures of the night, welcome to episode 198 of Talking Taker, our encyclopedic exploration digging up the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all time, The Undertaker. My name is Alex Dorio. I just lost my toothpick. <laughs> I don't know how Scott did that all these years. It's all right. I got another one. Uh, <laughs> just like Can't Scott. prepared. Uh... <laughs> I want to thank you for joining us for yet another round of Dead Man Talking, and I am joined, as always, by my tag team partner, my wrestling buddy, my fellow creature of the night. He is absolutely oozing machismo right now, Mr. Travis White. And Travis, of course, I always enjoy talking to you. I'm enjoying this right now, but I do certainly wish we were talking under slightly better circumstances right yeah. now as we bring back this podcast a little bit early for a uh, special occasion, for a somber occasion, if you will. Uh, we're not going to try and make it too somber. We're going to be no. celebratory here and pay tribute to, uh, I would say, one of both of our all-time favorite wrestlers, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, the bad guy who shockingly passed away earlier this week. Uh, way too young, way too sudden, and very, very sad. Uh, loss to the wrestling world and the wrestling community. And of course, Scott Hall never faced The Undertaker on pay-per-view, so we never got the full Talking Taker experience to talk about our love for him and our appreciation for him. I'm sure it's it's come up definitely throughout the years. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and toss this toothpick because I can't do it. I I don't know. He was just so cool, man. He was so effortless how he did that with the toothpick. Uh, But no, we, we've got a couple hidden gems that involve The Undertaker, Mark Calloway, and Scott Hall together that we're going to talk about and do watch-along style here and share some memories. Uh, we're not trying to cash in on his memory. We honestly just, just want to pay tribute to him. Yeah. And, and uh, you know we want to pay our respects to him in this way. So we're going to go way back in time in the Time Traveling Hearse uh, to New Japan, which is fun. We've never really talked about that here on the show. And do a Coliseum video exclusive match between Undertaker and Razor Ramon. So we'll give you all the details on that. But Travis, not to be confused with the Japanese team from Memphis Wrestling. They are not involved here tonight. <laughs> no PYQ high here, baby. <laughs> Although I could use a little PYQ high in my life. A d- different <laughs> Japanese team. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, what comes to mind when I say the name Scott Hall to you, Travis? Like, what are just the first? Uh, what, what's the memories that that uh, come up in your brain? Well, personally, I have a memory. My brother, again, he was – everyone watched wrestling in the late 90s. My brother, I, it was on in my room, you know, so he would come in there and, you know, he liked Chris Jericho. He liked Scott Hall too. Um, he liked Sting. But, like, I would get so many razor's edges. Like, my brother would give me the razor's edge on the couch. That was his go-to move. Like, put me in a lion tamer and give me a razor's edge. And, like, I texted my brother the other day when Scott Hall died. And he said, yeah, I'm sad to see that. You know, I hated that. Because, like – even my bro's a casual he, – he, he, I wouldn't even call him a casual fan. He was just on the peripheral because of his little brother. But, but he knew Scott Hall. He knew Kevin Nash. He knew Too Sweet. He knew the NWO. He knew that Scott Hall. 
and he thought he was cool. Like he knew all his sayings, his mannerisms, and my brother wasn't even a fan. But like, so that Scott Hall was just cool, man. Like he, like it's so uh, cliche to say he was cool, but like he was. Like he resonated with people that weren't even wrestling fans, and that is how you know you got a true star on your hands. So that's just the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of Scott Hall. Well, dude, I, I texted you this earlier this week. Uh, we were commiserating and, and mourning his loss. Um, but it's something you've brought up on the show a few times. You've talked about um, wrestlers who jump off the screen and who are easily imitatable. Like mm-hmm. guys that have a signature walk or a signature pose or taunt or move that, mm-hmm. you, that, that as kids you imitate on the playground and uh, you imitate in the backyard or when you're wrestling in the pool. Like, you know, yeah. all right, I'm being, uh, I'm being the Undertaker. I'm being Hulk Hogan. I'm cupping my hand to the air. I can't think of anybody who emphasized that more than Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. I could come up with a dozen things just off the top of my head that I could do, like with the toothpicks, toothpick in my mouth, throwing the toothpick at you, the too sweet, the little... These, this, yeah. this little thing with yeah. your finger wiggling your fingers like oh I'm so scared the, yeah. the thumbs to the chest yeah. the walk the, the little walk yeah. yeah the walk out um, his uh, catchphrases man yeah. all, all his catchphrases hey, the survey the you know uh, the bad guy I, and then uh, I texted you I was like one of my favorite things he did was when he'd do an, a, an abdominal stretch he would reach back and grab the top rope when he was a heel and nobody does that anymore. But if you and I were wrestling or something as kids, and we do that, like we knew who we were imitating. Like it's just, it's, but yeah, there's nobody, I don't want to crap on the current product, but there's nobody nowadays that has that, that many iconic things. I mean, Hogan's got a few things, leg drop, the, this thing, you know, what you're going to do. Like, but all those guys back then had that kind of stuff. But Scott Hall has maybe more than anybody. That's know? what I'm saying, dude. Yeah. yeah. Take a look at me. I am Razor Ramon. I am somebody important, man. Me? I'm like Adam in the Garden of Eden. I'm the only real man. Everybody, they want to be like me. Little kids, they want to grow up and be like me. Bambinos, forget about school. What you learn in a book cannot make you like Razor. You want to be like Razor? You got to do like Razor. You just take whatever you want. You got a problem with me taking whatever I want? And if there's anybody else who don't like me taking whatever I want in the WWF, we're going to have a really big problem, Chico. And he's responsible for giving people things, too. Like, he told DDP, 
you've got like when DDP was Diamond Stud, he told him, you got to have something signature. You got to have something. So like he had the cigar, he had the flashy outfits and stuff. Like he helped DDP become DDP. I don't know that he gave him the cutter symbol, but like he said, you got to come up with something. And again, he's just helping people. He told Sting, hey, you ever seen The Crow? No. Well, what's that? Because Sting was changing his face paint and growing his hair out brown and, and longer. Yeah. And he told me, why don't you try that? And then, like, didn't want any credit for it. Doesn't ask for credit for it. Sting, I think, is the first one that spilled the beans about it. Like, it's just, like, he gave, he helped people become iconic, too, you know? Yeah. Uh, you, you see that. People talk about him, shared a lot of love and a lot of stories. And, of course, you know, there's there's horror stories about the clique. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> politics and all that stuff. And I'm sure a lot of that's true, too. But, I mean, he was also a very generous, very giving guy uh, with ideas. And, and um, he was never afraid to lose in the ring, either. Like, mm-hmm. m- my favorite memories uh, of him is him losing to the one two three kid on monday night raw yeah. and he he gave x-pac sean waltman a career in that moment he did not yeah. have to do that but he recognized i doesn't matter if i win like i he became a baby face out of that and razor yeah. ramon became a bigger star yeah, because exactly. of losing to yeah. the one two three kid and he understand that he, he did that for uh, Chris Jericho in like WCW, like ninety six or ninety seven. Mm-hmm. Like he just before Jericho was anybody, he he lost to him and, and put him over and did stuff. Uh, I didn't see this back in the day, but apparently he did that for uh, Tanahashi in, in New Japan. Like oh, really? at some wow. point, yeah, like think like in 07 or eight. He's just like that guy's gonna be a star one day. Like let me put him over. Like he didn't he didn't have to do Crazy. stuff like no. that. Um, such a recognizable style in the ring, like you talked about, the abdominal stretch, like the great punches. Slam. I love like oh, recognizable. You can imitate punches. his punch, and you know mm-hmm. that punch. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know great. that punch. Yeah, you can imitate his punch, the Rock's punch, uh, Austin punch, a Kurt Angle punch. Like those are a couple guys you know whose punch they are, and that's one of them right there. And he would have he had great squash matches back in the day like they were so entertaining because he had all those signature moves and that signature style uh it made it so much fun to watch um of course like we talked just talking about his impact um as razor ramon he put the ladder match on the map at wrestlemania 10 he will always be remembered for that not the first ladder match uh but it's one that established that and the ladder matches to this day are essential parts of WWE. They have whole pay-per-views built around them. That wouldn't have yeah. happened without Scott Hall. Um, I, uh, this is just hearsay. I heard, I saw it suggested online. I'm not saying it's going to happen or should, but it was a cool idea. Somebody suggested, you know, they have the Andre, the giant Memorial yep. battle Royal. Somebody maybe they should have a razor Ramon ladder, like ladder, like the ladder match could be in his name or Scott Hall Memorial ladder match. Like, you know, if they're going to have one anyway, have it for the Intercontinental title, you know, at WrestleMania or any pay-per-view, whatever, like, call it. That's pretty cool, you know. They had that, I would love that, sure. You know, they had just these iconic – he's an iconic figure, and he's one of the greatest Intercontinental champions ever, you know. Yeah, and, I think he was the first five-time Intercontinental champion. Yeah. So that's been broken. Record's been broken, but he was the yeah. first one to do that. And he just um, – oh, I forgot what I was going to say, but he uh, – yeah, anyway, move ahead. I, I'll, I'll get back to it. Well, I mean, he started the Monday Night War. Like, yes. it wasn't his idea, no. but um, it was his impact and his arrival on the scene in WCW that launched the NWO, that launched the Monday Night War, which launched the Attitude Era. Like, the, literally, the wrestling business would not be the same without 
him playing mm-hmm. that role. And not everybody could have played that role. Like no. maybe a couple other guys could you could have slotted in there, but very very few. And I mean, he was just the perfect guy. I remember watching that moment live. And I did not know what was happening. Right. I, did, I wasn't online at that time. I, right. I literally thought WWF was invading WCW in that, at that time. You know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. I, it's just, it's awesome. Yeah. And- well, you know, Steve, Steve Dahl was trying to get an offensive going. Wait a minute. But what, what the hell is going on here? But the mole, well, he just got reversed right there. Oh, the mole runs him down. What are you talking about? Look here. died he gave his speech at his whatever hollywood muscle shirt studio or whatever it's called restaurant and he talked about how you know like people thought hulkamania was dead and because of scott hall's influence and the way the nwo turned like he made hulk one of the greatest heels of all time sure a whole nother extended his career since 96 to who he is now i mean he he could have been dead in the water at that point you know and it's just crazy and a selfless performer. Yeah, was he selfish behind the scenes? Probably because it's business. He, him and Kevin Ash both say, <laughs> it's the wrestling business. Yeah. We're not here to make friends. We're here to make money. But he's got a great mind for it. And, 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 and he was selfless in the way, like you said, he puts people over. You know, yeah. uh, it's just there's so many good things to say about him. Yeah, man, uh, he's a guy that uh, would love to watch perform, love to watch him on the mic, the, no matter what he was doing. Uh, it, it, he brought electricity to the screen. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I, I think that uh, – keep going, keep going. I, I'm double-checking this, but um, go ahead. Uh, well, you know, he's a great comeback story too, you know, and I think that's why yeah. – I think we all have so much affection for him because honestly, we all probably thought he was going to die 15 years ago. Yes. You know, he's very public struggles with, with drugs and alcohol and all of that. And, uh, very, a lot of very sad moments in his life, but you know, thanks to DDP and, uh, some help and, and work that he did, you know, he was able to recover and has had like this last 10 years or so of kind of, uh, uh regaining his credibility, regaining his, uh, belovedness, uh, by the fans. And, uh, that's kind of why I was so devastating that he passed away just through this medical issue uh through a blood clot or something because you know it wasn't because of drugs or alcohol he had his life together and that didn't kill him but sadly uh this sort of stuff did uh, but i think yeah that's another reason why so many people uh this hit so hard and he was so beloved because of that comeback story yeah no i totally agree you know like i say we he should we've expected this story 15 years ago you know but we got it now thank god we got to have you know, he got to end life on better terms, you know. He got um, to go in the Hall of Fame twice. Twice, yeah. Uh, 
get, take a body drop at, at WrestleMania and that Sting Triple H match uh, have a big moment in that. I mean, yeah, a lot of cool stuff. I know I was going to say, okay, I got to see him live. Uh, when I was there July 6, 1998, when Goldberg beat Hogan, Hall was Scott Hall was Goldberg's first opponent that night. And uh, it was he hadn't been on Nitro in like three or four months. His was his return to the company, to the show. You know, so I yeah. did have the benefit of getting to see him live one time. Um, I don't think he was at the house show I was at uh, earlier that year, but I do know he was there that night. And that's why yeah. I, was, I wanted to verify that before I spewed some some lies. But yeah, so I, I did have the benefit of being able to see him, him live one time. And that was, you know, 1998, dude. That was an amazing time. The huge moment, a uh, huge match, iconic, for sure. Uh, he had to Goldberg had to win that match to go on to face Hogan later that night. Mm-hmm. So yeah, dude, that's very very cool. Um, I got not to one up you, but I, I got to meet him twice. Right, so yeah, I, know. Well, I, bring it up. Yeah. I posted a couple pictures on the Talking mm-hmm. Taker uh, social media pages, but uh, just real quick, uh, um, in ninety, I think it was ninety four, I met him as a eight year old kid, uh, and he was wasn't the first wrestler I met. I met Jake the Snake about a year before that, and I've told that story on the podcast before. But um, uh, this was for a live event, a house show WWF was doing, and I was talking to my mom earlier. I don't know how we knew about this autograph signing, if they advertised it on TV or on the radio or something, but it was like an official autograph signing. Uh, so, yeah, I was just a kid, and it went in there and got his autograph. But the funny thing is, it was at a pawn shop in downtown Augusta. Like, that's where the autograph, WWF official autograph signing was. And I didn't think it was funny as a kid, but, like, looking back, it's kind of funny, like, Razor Ramon with all the gold and chains and everything is yeah. signing autographs at a pawn shop. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that was part of the joke or whatever, but, uh, no, nah, he was real cool. Signed a magazine cover for me, took a picture with me. Uh, I was, you know, starstruck and gobsmacked yeah. and everything. And I'm sure he wrestled that night at the house show. Uh, and I had the merchandise chain. I, I, I have no idea where that thing is. I would love to still have that, but, uh, that was cool. And then I met him, I would say 20. Yeah. About 20 years later at the, mm-hmm. um, uh, it, when I was living in Atlanta, uh, there was a, they did, they had a premiere event for the resurrection of Jake, the snake movie and had a, uh, did a Q and a with DDP Scott Hall and, uh, Jake, the snake afterward. And then they signed autographs and took pictures with everybody afterwards. So awesome. Yeah. Me and a couple, uh, buddies, my brother-in-law and, and another friend of mine, um, uh, we all went down there and watched the movie. It's a great movie. Of course, definitely recommend mm-hmm. watching that if you've never seen it out there. And then, yeah, they, all three of those guys were awesome and, and took a great picture with the three of us and talked to us for a minute. So uh, very happy that uh, I got to meet all of those guys and, and get to take that picture and, and get to have that memory, even though it's, you know, just spent like 30 seconds or a minute total with them. Uh, it's cool so awesome. to look yeah. back on that. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> awesome. Good stuff, man. Yeah, man. Uh, so we've got plenty more to talk about and, and we'll reminisce about his career, but we don't want this to be a, a too long of an episode. Uh, but we do have two matches that we're going to watch here. Two very, very different matches to connect uh, The Undertaker and Razor Moan. Um, the uh, second one is just The Undertaker versus Razor Moan from a Coliseum video, uh, Rampage 92. It's on the Peacock uh 
still want to say WWE Network, but it's on the Peacock, and uh, it's the first match on that tape. Uh, we're going to watch that second, though. It's only about 10 minutes long, and uh, but it's one of the rare representations of those two guys and their most iconic characters against each other. And this first one that we're going to watch, Travis, I think you brought it up. I want to say it was on our... WCW episode when we talked about Mean Mark and WCW I feel like you talked about this match uh, before that because it was kind of around that same time period uh, why don't you tell people what this match is that we're going to watch first yeah it's Scott Hall and uh, Punisher Dice Morgan which is The Undertaker over in Japan versus Shinya Hashimoto and Masa Saito so those of you who know your New Japan history Masa Saito Big name. Kind of a big deal over there. Oh, yeah. But uh, this is from New Japan, and uh, it's March 19th, 1990. Um, so, you know, end of his WCW career and a few months before he goes to WWF. Um, but, yeah, this match, I remember watching this whole thing and talking about it a little bit on that episode. Uh, I don't want to say too much about it because we'll get into it here. But it's just, it's A, it's fun to watch Big Scott Hall be uh, look like he's uh, – Tom Tom Selleck or something. It's just crazy to see who we know that just passed away and, and this guy right here. Um, it's awesome. But yeah, this is going to be a, a different type of match, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, let's get into it. Um, I have uh, I've got the link for the match in the show notes. It's obviously not on Peacock. Uh, it's not even on YouTube. Uh, we're using Vimeo no. to watch this, but um, yeah, Maybe Tony, uh, Tony Khan will buy the rights to this too. Ah, that'd be sweet. <laughs> You can check out check out the show notes. There you go. And uh, I'll, I'll throw the link up on social media as well if you do want to watch along with us. But, uh, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and play on this and uh, enjoy it. I haven't seen it yet, so um, I will enjoy oh, it for so the first time. Okay. No, I haven't I'm, seen any I'm of it. Exci- I haven't watched it since that episode, but it's, it's going to be a fun one. I started so. to watch it this morning, and I was like, nah, I'll just watch it tonight. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right, well, we'll go with 3, 2, 1, play, and uh, hit play. So 3, 2, 1. And play. Well, we got the introductions here. We got some flower girls in the ring as well. Interesting look. Yeah. And uh, I do want to say, you're not hearing this in the audio, but the uh, tag team of Scott Hall and Punisher Dice Morgan coming out first to uh, Miracle Man by Ozzy Osbourne, which is Mm. (laughs) an excellent entrance song. Mm. Look at them walking down together. Taker's pumping his like a bushwhacker. He's almost. doing a bushwhacker walk. <laughs> Look at Scott. Scott Hall's a big dude, man. Huge. He's Huge. a big guy. He's like uh like like Billy Gunn's a big guy too. Like you don't think about how big like, a guy like Billy Gunn is, but Scott Hall is just he's so tall and he's just a big, muscly dude here. But he looks like I mean, he looks like Tom Selleck, man. He's just crazy. You know, he didn't look that big back in the day because everybody was big. Right, right. If he wrestled Hogan's today, yeah. he'd look like uh, Omos. Like, yeah, that's the guy. Yeah, he would. You're right. <laughs> He's a giant, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, put this guy in the ring with Johnny Gargano, it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Daving Goliath. I love Johnny Gargano, but. Um, and speaking of Gargano, he talked, he put something on Facebook the other day or in Twitter about, um, you know, because Scott Hall wasn't an official performance center like coach or trainer, but he'd come down there all the time because, I mean, Sean and Hunter are the main guys behind it. Of course, so, right. Uh, talked about how I think Champa said the same thing. Watching Gargano asked, can we watch y'all's ladder match with Sean and Razor together and just point anything? So he said, that's one of the greatest memories I'll ever have 
A of so Scott cool. Hall, but B of just in my life. Getting yeah. to watch that WrestleMania 10 match with Razor and HBK and just picking their brains like, are you kidding me? I would give so much Priceless, to do that. Yeah. You know? It's insane. Uh, this looks like it's for the tag team titles there uh, in New Japan. It looks like Saito and Hashimoto are the champs. I know nothing about New Japan history, but uh, they've got belts. And uh, we've got, got some belts. championship-style introductions here with uh, Big Scott Hall, uh, uh, Starship Coyote, as he was known at one point. Yeah, it's got to be one of the name. greatest wrestling names I've ever oh, heard. <laughs> that's just like names in a hat. He's pulling them out. They're playing, are they playing the, the American National Anthem right now? Or something. Let me turn my sound up a little bit. Yes. Yeah. So a very Olympic feel here. I like that. I dig that. Yeah. That's American pretty neat. flag hanging up in there. So. Yeah. Um, very respectful. Again, in Japan, especially back then, it's treated as an actual sport. You know, it really was. Look and, at uh, that man. Look at that stash, dude. And look <laughs> at that guy. It's Big almost red. a shame that uh, he didn't. Wear the stash yeah, for longer yeah. in his career, dude. It's so beautiful. I like take a shirt. Dangerous threads, Nashville, Tennessee. I gotta get me. Can we make uh, one of those? Can we put uh, those on the team? Yeah, this way? I don't, I, I'm pretty sure dangerous threads probably closed by now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, playing the national anthem while Big Texas and and Big Scott Hall to stand there. Punisher Dice Morgan, sir. Excuse You're me, right. Punisher Dice Morgan. Another one of the best names I've ever heard. In my I life. mean, just putting names. In. Um, tell me, Travis, what was the first time you knew uh, you you ever realized that Scott Hall used to look like that? Used to look like Tom Selleck? Because it was probably like ninety eight or ninety nine ever for me that I ever was even made aware that he he looked like that in the eighties. Oh, I think it was way later than that for me. I think it was in the two thousands once I finally started <laughs> looking stuff up. I mean, I was. It was way later. I finally realized that he had a career before Razor Ramon, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah. yeah, I had no idea. I was blown away. Well, I knew he was the Diamond Stud, but even yeah, then, he's, that's exactly. basically Razor Ramon. He's basically, yeah, he's pre-Razor. Razor. There's uh, a Japanese flag, and they're playing their national anthem. Saito yeah. and Hashimoto, what's his name? Hashimoto. Shinya Hashimoto. Look at the sideburns. I love it. And that guy, he looks like... Another Maybe. stud, dude. Yeah. Built like a brick house like right there. Like an ox, dude. Man. Good yes. gracious. Um, they don't make them like that anymore. They do not. Uh, yeah, or Scott they... Hall, legendary career in the AWA as well. Mm-hmm. Had a great run with Kurt Hennig. And uh, a lot of that stuff is on Peacock you can watch. There's some of it on Scott Hall's DVD, which is one of the best they've ever oh, done. so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of fun stuff Yeah, I learned that. I mean, I didn't know that story about him, you know, in the... The, the the gun and all that stuff, you yeah, know, until no. he released that. So, not a, it's cool cool to see how he's how far he'd come. But yeah, he he it's amazing he made it as long as he did, man. It really is. Look how small Taker is there, man. Like just oh yeah, body skin and bones, man. It's crazy. It's not making any money. He's eating cans of tuna fish out on the road, ramen noodles. He's just the skin and bones with the red mullet. Uh, of course, we have covered some of his run. We covered his run in Memphis on a special edition of the show. We covered uh, his WCW career, but we've never really talked about him in Japan, uh, except for that Japanese Royal Rumble we did a couple months mm-hmm. ago. But this is a new territory of the Undertaker we've never discussed before. Yeah, this is going to be fun, man. And look, that ring is pretty big. Probably it does look really big. Ring, sure. Yeah, for sure. 
It's taking a long time to get this match rolling. <laughs> a lot of pre-match ceremony. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, it's presented as a sport, so you get all the pomp and and circumstance with that. You know. Oh, look at that. That didn't hold. That he didn't just last. did like a big show, a big show. slam <laughs> motion. <laughs> taking his shirt off, messing his hair. He looks like Bobby Budnick there. Looks not good. But he does have a lot of charisma. It's still, yeah. you know, he's got a lot of energy. His uh, streamers, Ring of Honor style, coming into the ring. Well, yeah, they got that from Japan. <laughs> oh, did they? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a Japanese thing. One of my favorite things is that uh, Beast in the East uh, thing on the WWE yeah, Network. Yeah, They did awesome. that there. All right, referee, look, checking for checking the fingers and checking for uh, – you know, illegal objects and stuff. Checking the good guys too. It's a it's a fair sport. I just lo- like these the guys that are about to wrestle. You might look at them here and be like, I mean, by today's standards, not body guys, but like these guys are about to bust some heads, man. It is just it's so fun to, to go back and watch this era of wrestling when it was presented as more realistic and taken that way, and kind of the the genie was still in the bottle a little bit, you know. Oh, well, yeah, especially in Japan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. And I feel like this match is going to be stiff. Yeah. Stiffy. Yeah. Here we go. Punisher, Dice Morgan, and Hashimoto starting things off here, circling each other. <laughs> and just feeling each other out. I mean, he looks like, it's like if Jimmy Wayne Yang gained about 140 pounds. That's <laughs> what Hashimoto looks like. And and Dice is like if Sheamus lost a hundred pounds, that's what he looks like right now. Pale, yeah. Oh. And if you thought leave. Stone Cold Steve Austin was the first guy to just wrestle in black trunks, man, you, we got four of them. <laughs> yeah, four, four guys in generic black, black trunks. trunks. Yeah, I mean, there's no PDM or Dice in the back of his pants. Or Not anything. a thing. Not a word. Red boots. Red shin pads. Look at that diving clothesline that we'd go to see. And he's going to put his it's hand already up. already there in the repertoire. I, is he signaling yep. for like a claw or something? Yeah. Or a choke He's going slam? for like the, the uh, yeah. iron claw. claw. Yeah. yeah. All right. That one Hashimoto did not stick in his repertoire. Kick. Oh, yeah. Hashimoto right would kick to, the, to chest. the chest. Make Daniel Bryan, or whatever his name is, Brian Danielson proud. But big motions there from Dice. He goes to the outside. He's... Pushing the guard rail, he's upset. You know, he's showing, like I said, a lot yeah, of charisma, even though he's very yeah. green. Mm-hmm. You can see why uh, a lot of companies saw a lot of money in this guy. Thought he was going to be a star one day. Yep, everybody but Ole Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's my least favorite Anderson. <laughs> drop to so much air than Scott Hall. Beautiful like leg drop, absolutely. Golly. I mean, the guy could work. He was not just a great talker. He didn't. It was not just have that charisma, that cool factor that you talked about. I mean, this guy could go. Yeah, and you know Scott Hall. He's using. He's just big Scott Hall here, but then he'd go on to you know be, uh, you know Diamond Stud and then Razor Ramon. But then it wasn't until he came back to WCW and they kind of the NWO. And I mean, I'll, I'll give Eric Bischoff all the credit for this as far as bringing the realism. Into it, he's giving yeah. the Hashimoto the point. Giving the point, finger. <laughs> giving him the finger. Yeah, but bringing that really like this is Scott Hall, like this yeah. is Kevin Nash. You know, dude, he is jacked right now too. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he is yoked. <laughs> that referee man, he looks like he could go. That was Harvey Whippleman, man. Red shoes for him. <laughs> Tiny. 
So uh, Hall and Morgan are dominating the early part of this match, isolating Hashimoto in the ring, working over the leg. I don't know that they were like, I guess they must have been a tag team uh, semi-regularly to be in this spot, but uh, I didn't see much more information about them as a tag team back in the past. Yeah, me neither. But look, Taker, I mean, working a leg, like this is, Dice Morgan, excuse me, like Taker in 1990 would not wrestle like this. So again, it just goes to show you, it's so cool to go back his pre-Taker days and to see just what all he had to to, to contain, That's right. to hold in, to be the Undertaker. Because, I mean, yeah, he would use that diving clothesline, but that was because he was a dead zombie guy who had to move like that, and then he'd show these little flashes of right. athleticism when he needed to, walk in the top rope, the diving clothesline. But honestly, besides those two things, everything was slow, plodding, and methodical. But here, he's, I mean, he's doing stuff that we would, ooh, big clothesline. Stiff. <laughs> Saito. Golly. He's like a bulldog, dude. Knocked the wind out of him. This was like a Japanese bulldog. Big body slam, and now he's going to work over the legs. Over a crab. Dice. Andy. Andrew Dice Clay. Well, um, yep. Japan. Yeah, it's okay. it's a... Uh, it's funny because, yeah, obviously um, he probably would not have become as big of a star without that Undertaker character, but no. you, you wonder what kind of worker he would have turned right. into if he would have not had to work within that zombie character, you know, what sort of things he could have been have doing. Probably would have had as long as a career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, probably Because it was not. able to limit some of the bumps. Because like, if he wrestled like this, still... Or like he did toward the end of his career, like he he wouldn't be able to have had it for thirty years probably. Yeah, you know. No, it, it taught him that psychology. It taught mm-hmm. him to be able to to slow things down here. All right, so the Japanese team is going with the same exact approach. They're going to work the left leg of the big man. Again, you can do it. I can do it too. So, I wonder what uh, Dave Meltzer gave this star rating for this. Mm, that's a good question. I doubt he did. <laughs> well, this but, is on kind of a big show. It, it, it appears. I, I don't. Again, I don't know much about it, but there. yeah. And uh, again, there's not as much crowd activity as we usually talk about in these watch alongs. That's uh, more the Japanese style. Is there uh, more polite and more quiet, taking in the, the sportsmanship and the action here? As uh, mm-hmm. Saito, as Dice in the leg lock and is working him over slowly. Boy, yeah, very different style than we're used to. Yeah, Taker is begging off. I mean, he's 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 selling that pain of his leg, kind of like an Indian deathlock almost. Oh, he got the claw on his head. Oh, while in the deathlock. Look at that rat tail, man. That is just that mullet is wicked. Oh, he got out of the leg lock with the iron claw. Smart. But look, he's selling that leg. He just hobbled on his left leg. Look at that. Sure did. Beautiful, beautiful psychology. Learning a lot from being in the ring with these guys. That's not psychological. That was a low blow, man. It looked like it almost was. Yeah, the ref let it go. Saito tags out to Hashimoto. Dice Morgan's in a bad way. Oh, no, he's not. Playing possum. He's got the claw on. Jackson back into the corner for Hall to come in there. Beautiful working punch. Yeah, Yeah, right up there with the king, Jerry Lawler. Just a great working punch. Oh, we're going to see oh, it. About to get the razor's edge. 
Early on, incarnation. <gasps> I forgot about this. The razor's uh, edge. Outsider's edge. Oh. Hashimoto tried to get out of the ring, but he goes down. Oh, only a two count, brother. Just an iconic finisher. Um, and is um, there? Does uh? It, Damian uh, Priest uses it. I was it? about to say, oh, yeah, look I think at he does. Scorpion Deathlock right now. Using How it. about this? He's using it. I'm using the Scorpion Deathlock right now. Oh. I, remember, I remember talking about that on our show. Um, yeah, so Damien Priest uses the um, Razor's Edge, and he actually got permission from Scott Hall. So for those of you who don't know, Damien Priest's favorite wrestler was Scott Hall um, and Undertaker, cool. those two guys. But Damien Priest, he come like even before Hall passed away, he Damien Priest come out with like the surfer walk. He does that. He and he asked Scott Hall all these things. Can I use these? And Scott Hall's like, I don't care, dude. Like it's fine. Like yeah, but like so that's another thing. Just being selfless, not being. It was Damien Priest should have asked out of respect for the older, you know, elder statesman, but like he didn't have to. But like Scott Hall also didn't have to say, sure, you can use it, but right. he did. You know, he said, yeah. So yeah, Priest uses that surfer walk. Uh, he always has. He did it as punishment Martinez too. Um, he uses the. Um, uh, he does the fallaway slam sometimes, and he does the uh, crucifix for powerbomb or whatever Razor's Edge. So he did it on Raw this past Monday uh, in homage to. Uh, razor, so pretty cool. Which, which seemed to bring back the abdominal stretch. Oh, uh, and he's a heel now, so he should. Yeah, <laughs> Damien Priest, I like that guy. Uh, he gets it. Um, anyway, yeah, big. He, uh, you could tell this this loss affected him for sure. Oh, got some good tag team work here. Got some Dice. double teaming. They know what they're doing. Boom! Demolition, decapitation. There. Yeah. All right. And again, uh, this is a sports show, so you got all the all the um, photographers around the edge. It's just so funny to see, man. Mm-hmm. Quick tags from Dice and Scott Hall. Wait, I mi- they just... I, did, I was just about to say, <laughs> I missed the tag. He just came in. <laughs> I just walked in. Hold on. <laughs> uh, Dice has been spamming the Iron Claw, too. He's been... Hitting a lot of that. Yeah. He's got front face lock in oh. there now. Oh, behind the back tag. Behind there you the go. back tag. Good stuff. All right. So tell me this. Do you think the outsiders are a fan? Oh, double big boot. Woo! When you think of Hall, do you think <laughs> oh, of him but he as a tag team the outsiders? Too. You know, I, 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 I think Razor Ramon, uh, number one, but that's, that's what I – Grew up That's what you grew up on. And you, I know you weren't really watching much during that time. Uh, but, yeah, like I, when I think Scott Hall, I first thing of, I think I is Razor Ramon. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the Outsiders are just as iconic, you know, yeah. um, uh, maybe even more iconic uh, possibly. So, yeah. I, they were more popular in a bigger era of yeah, ratings yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff. But, you know, he's definitely Razor. Um, but I had a buddy the other day. He just asked me. He was we were talking about Scott Hall passing away. And he's like, "Man, I thought they were a great tag team." Him and Nash. I just thought it was funny. That's what his first yeah, his absolutely. first thought went to them as the outsiders. And I I'm was sure a lot of people. Him, like, I honestly don't think of him. I think of him as his singles career. I mean, in the NWO, I think of him as a singles guy, mm-hmm. but also just his Intercontinental title stuff. You know, with Razor uh, and stuff with Sean. So anyway, um, not Bret his Hart, uh, not his TNA run. No, but. <laughs> But he was in ECW. Do you remember that in like 2000? They had the Fuji's music, dude. Yeah, dude. that was awesome. So awesome. good. Oh, dude. Massive power slam on Hall, wow. which is this a big guy to do a power <laughs> slam on. I was about to say, that is insane. Oh, snap, Mary. Don't say that anymore. 
Oh, don't say snapmares. Look at that stash, but, man. Man, like in the eighties though, that that stash was the epitome of cool, and that's just oh, yeah. everything about Scott Hall. It didn't matter what he said or what he did; he was just naturally cool, and you can't fake that, dude. No, like, that's very cool I, that you said that. Yeah, I hate to I hate to rag on, on a guy like Seamus, but like that is Seamus probably tougher than Scott Hall? Maybe he might be stronger. It might be maybe he could beat you up more, but there's nothing cool about Seamus and. Doesn't matter what you do to him. Doesn't matter how he dresses, what kind of moves he does. He'll never be cool. And that's fine. Not every wrestler has to be cool. But, like, you know, a guy like Scott Hall just oozes that, oozes that machismo and just uh, drips that off the screen. And he does. Um, you can't fake that. And, and you can't, um, you can't, can't duplicate that. No. Nope. Yeah, him and, I mean, uh, I know they get a lot of crap for who they were behind, but like Nash and Hall, it didn't matter. And think about them in WCW. It was, they were supposed to be heels as the Wolfpack had began and the crowd turned in face. And then like they had sting join cause I just couldn't deny. It. And then when, when Nash beats Goldberg and defeats his streak with the help of Scott Hall and the cattle prod, half of that crowd goes crazy cheering because Nash won. Like, yep. and it's because they were so freaking cool. They could come out and do whatever they wanted to, and they dance around like this and do stupid <laughs> stuff. And they were in—they were our age now. They were in the mid thirties back then, and they were so freaking cool, though, you know. And that's one thing that they—I've heard them both talk about on podcasts before—is like trying to tell, you know, they call Eric Bischoff Easy E, telling him like, you know, we got to get something cool here going. We're in our thirties, right. but like, let's get hip hop going on here. Like, they let Conan do his thing and. You know, they would wear their little bandanas like like mm-hmm. like Tupac would and stuff like. Mm-hmm. Let's just get with the times and be cool. And again, they're I don't know what's cool nowadays. You know, I, I they would they were ahead of the times trying to get that younger demographic to 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 get them. And there was nothing cool about the WWF in 1996. Like nothing no. at all. Not till Stone Cold and it, DX they, started going, which was because of what of the this, NWO yeah. was doing. Yep. And the, you know the 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 stuff that was cool was force fed down your throat like Sean and the mm. crowd turned on him, you know, sure. right. and they started right. booing him, you know, but he was cool. But then they Vince did what he does and he shoves him down your throat and then you like, you want to hate him. So yeah, you're right. And it's so cool that we still do it in, in 2022. Like anybody from our generation still throws up a two sweet, still like walks through a crowded yeah. like space with little Scott Hall. I walk, walk through every elevator like that. I mean, I just, I can't not walk through elevator. Like you still, that. if you get a toothpick in a restaurant, you oh. still put one behind your ear and yeah. flick it at somebody. And like this too sweet, man, the bullet club stole that because it was so cool. Yeah. And Scott Hall and the NWO did it and it became a whole other thing. And like, the Bullet Club and the Young Bucks and the Elite and all Elite Wrestling, like you can yeah. trace all of that I back know. to you know some of that stuff, man. It's uh, it's wild, dude. Hall was doing the abdominal stretch there. I pop. There he was. Good tags here, man. This is a good tag match. They got we're t- talking over because we're reminiscing about the guy we love, but another diving clothesline again. Yeah, oh, it was very green, nice. So he's too. going to the well with the same moves a lot, Ooh, but like Jimmy Snooker or something too. Big, just threw up oh, yeah. the hand signs. Uh, and he's hit the Iron Claw a few more times since we've been talking to. But uh, yeah, this is a nice match, man. I definitely recommend checking it out, especially if you've never seen uh, Hall or Taker during this era. I wish it, it, it is fun to look at. <laughs> he might as well have been. <laughs> he Dice might as Oates. well have been. 
Although Hall looks more like oats right now. <laughs> You're a bitch, girl. And now, now look, I remember mentioning this in, when I talked about this briefly in our show. Mm, I talked about how crab. each team was doing the same moves to each other because we saw the crab from Saito. Cool psychology. Yeah. The psychology, they're trying to one-up each other, but they're doing the same moves to each other, which I think is something really cool. And when you got 20 minutes to tell a story like this, you can do that. Um, I think it's pretty cool. Look, Taker came in there, uh, booted him in the head. Yeah, behind Didn't the referee's back. Tag. No tag. I like it. Referee. They're definitely playing the heels here. There. Yeah, not oh, so Oh, here good. he goes. Here he goes. Old school. Look, it doesn't get more old school than this. Nope. Taker walking the ropes briskly. Ooh. Punch him in the back yeah, of the man. scapula. <laughs> Love it. How cool is that? Great. Man, I, I retweeted somebody who said, uh, I, I don't remember exactly what they said, but they said, um, Scott Hall was so cool that um, even when uh, us Latinos found out he wasn't actually Latino, we're just like, all right, whatever. We're still, and we still yeah. did all his mannerisms. Awesome. <laughs> like, he's yeah. the only guy that could pull off you know, this racial appropriation and just be like, bah, whatever. He's still cool. He cool. <laughs> he's so good at it. Oh, yeah, he was. <laughs> Cause yeah, like I didn't know forever that he wasn't a Latin guy until he yeah. started speaking in a regular accent in WCW. Right, exactly. <laughs> Golly, these boots are stiff. Yeah, no, it's cool, man, and I I love the story he tells. Um, oh, Taker's Ooh, got a spinning heel kick to the nice. face. No, that was hot. Uh, I mean, yeah, Taker's Hall, on the outside. Sorry, they're both in black tights and the camera's yeah, pretty far away. It's hard to tell. <laughs> but uh. Oh, super kick party. Woo! Dang. Um, but him talking about, you know, Vince didn't understand, like, Scarface <laughs> and, like, the razor, like, what the razor was for. <laughs> like, chopping up cocaine. You know, like, he didn't get any of that. But he still let him go with it. And it's just cool. Such an iconic character. Like, That's what he was doing. I, I can, just ripping off Scarface. Now, yeah. Like, my brother knows, hey, yo. And he hasn't seen Scott Hall since, like, 99. Like, but my brother's still, like, again, he just transcended wrestling. Oh, was that and it? I think. Yep, yeah, that is that it. it. Hashimoto gets the pin over Scott Hall in about, uh, oh, probably about 18 minutes, minutes or oh. so. <laughs> Minus the intros there. A very fun, very interesting, very different match than anything we've ever covered here on Talking Taker. And that finish came out of nowhere, like like matches used to do. Like the point of a wrestling match is it can end whenever. It's supposed to be in a real athletic contest. It doesn't have to be after your finisher. I mean, look at some of those early Survivor Series. Well, the first Survivor Series match we talked about with Taker. Like some of those right. ending roll-ups and stuff, like they yeah. come out of nowhere. Like That's pretty cool. That match ended kind of just suddenly. I dug it, man. It's cool to see that different side of them. It's cool that they have that history together to, to be in a match like that so early in their careers. And um, I'm sure we'll hear Taker in some interview sometime uh, talk about the loss of Scott Hall uh, yeah. and probably say some, some nice things about him and talk about that early time they got to spend together. So that was very cool. Yeah. I'm glad you found that and dug that up. I crossed paths with Taker in Japan from New Japan Pro Wrestling in uh, late 80s before I was still rocking a big village people mustache and he didn't have a single tat. That's how long ago that was. But uh, Take was already a big star when I got here. Look out, don't turn your back on Mr. Machismo. 
We used to do three or four days of tape TV in a row. And the thing is, you leave the arena and you're wide awake, you're wired. I remember he had parties in his hotel rooms back in the day. He would have his bathtub full of ice with beer. And he'd just be sitting back, just being cool. You know, he, some guys like to hold court. You know, guys like Ric Flair, great storytellers. They like to, you know, be the center of attention. Take him, just kind of sit back and sit upon his Jack Daniels and just kind of nod, laugh to himself. You know, I always called him Big Smooth. And I'm glad you here. found this new one that we're going to head two years later. What's going well, on? I definitely remember seeing this back in the day, uh, written Coliseum videos, because uh, there's a couple of uh, s- surprising things that happened in it. But uh, like I said, this is on Rampage 92. You can find it in the home video section on Peacock. Or, or if you got the VHS, you know, you pop it in the VCR if you want to mm-hmm. watch along with us that way. But, uh, man, it's the first match on the tape. Uh, there's a little intro with Sean Mooney, but we'll just go ahead and hit play from 000. Yeah. Watch that intro and go straight into the match here. It's only about 12 minutes total of time with all of that. So uh, stick along with us and queue up the Peacock, Rampage 92. Once you've got that queued up, uh, yeah, go ahead, hit, hit pause and go do that. And then uh, Travis will tell you when to hit play. All right, we'll go from here, I guess. We'll go in three, two, one, play. So here we go. Three, two, one, play. All right, rolling that beautiful bean footage, presented in the most complete form possible due to original production technical difficulties. I appreciate that disclaimer. It's always good to have. Always good to have that. Distributed by, see if there's any uh, typos like Monstors. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there is on this one. Why is there a circle over Coliseum, over the U in Coliseum? That's the uh, Roman spelling, pronunciation of it. This. Wish that theme was what playing is over this. Here? Is he going to come out as like the grave? Di- oh, Sean Mooney is. Yes, he is. Sean. Oh my. Sean Watch Mooney. Oh, there's the butcher. Oh, he just killed the guy. He just, kill- Sean the just killed the guy. <laughs> oh, two stage hands. Oh. Oh, the beauty of costume video. Just random crap like this happening. So good. Those guys like work with me in <laughs> East Tennessee. All right, here we go. Undertaker, Undertaker and Razor Ramon. Costume video exclusive. Um, I did look this up. This did, would have uh, been taped around September of 1992. So, pretty much right when Razor is debuting here and Undertaker is uh, pretty recently a babyface uh, er- turned earlier mm-hmm. in the year. So, we got Heel Razor early on against early baby face undertaker booing him look at that beautiful all right that hair the thing in the front like i what was it three weeks ago i sent you a picture of my my youngest son with hair like he got out of the shower or bathtub and his hair looked like that i sent you a picture of just again another thing that's iconic that you can do and look like razor you know you don't have to have the long hair just have that little piece coming down the front <laughs> Remember how long it got in the NWO days, man? Like, it oh, was like... <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. Oh, was man. Awesome. That kid's got his puberty mustache growing in right there in the crowd. Uh oh, my thing just started. What, what's your time? Oh, I'm at 2 12, 13, right. 14, 15. Are you back up? Let me know if you need to. 19, uh, yeah, 20? good, good enough. Right. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, Paul Bear leading out the dead man through the crowd. Classic Undertaker stuff here. That'd be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. Come down from the dike top. <laughs> Look at that toothpick in the mouth. All right, so there. I used to always, always oh. have a toothpick. Oh, go always ahead, go had a toothpick, and uh, there are two guys in my life that I that I looked up to that always had a toothpick, and one was my, my grandfather, my my mom's dad, and one was Scott <laughs> Hall. Like those two guys, I thought were so cool with toothpicking all the time. So I would carry my own toothpicks around with me and that's awesome you know middle school and whatnot and had the cherry flavor and all kind of stuff but anyway yeah it's good stuff those two guys man look at look at razor though he is not scared of the nope. undertaker look at Mm-mm. he just got up on the top rope and was just like asking him to bring it yeah like man you don't see that back in the day i think that guy just peed his pants at the thought <laughs> yeah. of the undertaker in the crowd he is in yeah. awe of him but razor's just chewing on his toothpick he's he's not afraid of this man and then again that just shows his presence how mm-hmm. different he was back at this time yep there's your classic taker with the gray one tattoo on his forearm. <laughs> That's it. Razor's like, I not who cares, impressed. man. Whatever. Let's do this, man. Got a good tan though going. Beautiful. Beautiful tights. Just a great look. Looks like a million bucks. It does. Oh, he's walking up on. T- oh, he, he just, just shoved him man. from behind. Oh, he's ready to go. Said enough of your pre match ritual. Look at me. He's almost as tall as Taker is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He's crazy. a giant. He doesn't. He was never booked like that, but he is. Mm-mm. And he's paying for that hubris. Undertaker choking yep. him out, intimidating oh. Timmy White. Then the ref. Taker with a deep V-neck tonight. He's got a lot of buttons <laughs> open on it. Business time, baby. Yeah. Oh, gonna throw him in the corner. Huge corded. Irish oh. whip. Boom! Takes a boot to the chin. Oh. Razor Still on another one of those beautiful punches and kicks. Fighting off the dead man. Oh! oh stiff yikes. forearm. <laughs> oh, Davis got up. He didn't like that. Like, Gives uh, him the glare. The glare. You see a, uh, you see Randy Turco's draft choice Big Bad Mama in the front row of this group? Yeah, I see that. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> oh, choking him. Referee Tim White. One, two, three. Yeah, there she is. There she is. Front row. That's going to be Shelton Benjamin's mom. <laughs> Could be either one. Yeah. Uh, the claw to the I'm face. Huh? A little bit of a claw move right there. Yeah. So Razor's going to take a little breather. Did you figure out where is this from? You September? You don't know what. Yeah, I, I, I didn't see what city it was from. Oh, that guy had a boss. Probably up north. Stick. Oh, like foam. Like an inflatable. Or foam foam nightstick. Yeah, nightstick. Woo. Oh, Big shot to the stairs. Hold on. One of the greatest stunners of all time, WrestleMania 18. Oh, come on. Of course. Come on. The one that his last WrestleMania. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Him and Austin. Um, Storyline was what it was, but uh, that match, that stunner is iconic, man. Yep. Yep. It was worth that comeback in, in 2002 just for that alone. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got Austin only had how many WrestleMania matches? I mean,. Not yeah. five? Yeah, well, I think <laughs> so. Seven? Yeah. 97, 98, 99, 2001, 2002, 2003. He had six WrestleMania matches. One of them is Scott Hall. One might be Kevin Owens this year. I don't think it's a match. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it. Taker misses an elbow. 
Oh, signature punch. punches. Takes him over top rope. Oh, but a perfect per- in landing. As always. And He's bleeding. notice Razor's busted open. That's what yeah. I remember this match from as a kid because you didn't see that very often. He's busted open hard way. Talk about a stunner. Apron yeah. stunner. Razor goes down. Razor took it like he's Batista when Mark Henry charged a ring at him. Remember that? <laughs> Do you remember that? Uh, when yes. <laughs> he like jumps back before it actually is supposed to happen. Oh, it's so funny. He's yeah, we're busting open. blood coming down the side. These oh. guys are working stiff right here, New Japan style. Yeah. That's right. WCW. Look at that punch, man. You could... Golly, it's such a good punch. I and almost forgot bu- about that. Yeah, man. But Taker's got his signature strike too. He's got that yeah. uppercut. Like uh, yeah. he's he's working like nobody else does either. Nope. Yeah, you can imitate both. You and I could wrestle as these guys, and we no, no one would have to ask who we were being. That's right. Oh! Whoa! Threw the Undertaker off the top. You didn't see that back in these no. days too often. He just and broke he up the old school. Himself. Oh, he's, man. he's fearless in this match. That's what's yeah, so cool is. about it. That is cool. Because it was very rare at this point. Because most of the heels were like, woo, woo, scared of like Kamala, Kamala or something. Stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, one of the coolest memories I've seen, like posted on social media recently, is when they're in the ring as NWO and somebody throws a Coke and it hits Scott Hall in the head and he doesn't even sell it and he just uses it as air gel to brush his hair back. Like, I remember. I remember watching that live that night. Like I, like I didn't remember it until I saw. It. I was like, "Oh man!" Like I remember that. Like it's crazy. Oh, he's pushing the Boy Scout out of <laughs> the way to get shut his... the security guard out of the way. Oh, and nails him! Nails Taker with his chair shot. Oh, and that wow, guy was that guy's not a plant either. That's a legit no <laughs> security guard. Tim White letting it go. No DQ. Apparently, I don't know. No DQ. Maybe Paul Bear was distracting the ref. I don't know, but uh. Yeah, man, I read another tweet that was sharing that gif, and it was like, uh, imagine being the guy that threw the coke at Scott Hall and then realizing, dang it, I just made him look even cooler. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he took that and made himself even cooler. Like, golly. Oh, Uh-oh. I love his choke slam. Yes. You can do it? No, take a reverses into a clothesline. I it's love when he would do it and then imitate the giant. Afterward, yeah. <laughs> after Giant broke his neck, yeah, he would like, yeah, yeah. that was another signature thing. Whoa, oh, go, oh, oh. <laughs> the slop abdominal stretch right here. <laughs> oh, and then watch, 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 watch. Here he goes, grabbing that rope. Oh, oh it's so man. good. Why does nobody do this anymore? I hope yeah. Damien Priest. Someone does. needs to bust it out. Hey, get off. Whoop. Tim White caught him. Taker flips him over. The fun little back and forth match here. Probably oh, the main event of this house show. This is probably. Cool. It's great, man. I wish these guys had a proper feud. Would have been interesting. I, I and I I read some rumors. I, I you can't find a lot about it, but there's rumors they were gonna have a feud around '95. Like Razor talked yeah. about turning heel and going up against Taker in that time. That would have been real interesting to see. Well, I guess that's the thing, because by the time, like, Taker's a face here, and he doesn't become a heel again until, what, 90... 99? Yeah. So, yeah, really. so, and Razor was a face, you know, they were faces at the same time, so mm-hmm. that's probably why. But, yeah, I'd have loved to have seen a proper, 
feud between them. I think did we we mentioned that on that episode, I believe. We talked about like dream yeah. feuds. I don't know if it was one of our did. top ones, but you got the bloody knuckles there. Man. I think I'd read that they even taped some vignettes or something of like Razor in a graveyard doing stuff, but then they just never ended up using all that stuff. So I wonder if any of that's in the archives. Maybe some of that could come out one day. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool to see. That's awesome. When is this? 92? This is, yeah, fall of 92. 30 years ago. 30 years ago. He was 33 years old here. Ooh, that cut has opened up on Razor. It's crazy to think about how like a guy started like 21, 23 now. Like he's 33 here, you know, like it's just weird to think about. Oh yeah. Taker. Working out of that head. Working it out. Crowd is not on their feet. Eh, Not not so much. (laughs) Well, maybe it's because Razor's kind of new, you know, could be. Taker's kind of been a face for a little bit. There we go. One of my favorite ways to get out of the side headlock. Elbow to the gut. That'll do it. Here he goes. There's that clothesline. Think it's going to happen? Nope. Boom. There it is. Got it. Calling for the power of the urn. The guy's deep in the back there excited. Yeah, they are. 40 rows back. They're excited for this match. Oh, Tombstone. Tombstone. Those are my kind of people. No, Scott Hall gets out of it. Uh, (laughs) That's one of my favorite things about Razor would be... uh, he would always, uh, he would always go for the razor's edge, like at the side of the ring. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, we this like literally, oh. literally not possible for you to do the razor's edge right now. We know yeah. you're about to get back flipped out of the ring. Yeah. He did that all the time. It's like, yeah. come on. He's had yeah. enough though. He's storming to the back. And Taker's gonna chase him out here for the double count out. That's but, uh, it. That's your classic Coliseum video finish right there, protecting both guys, but. Fun little trip down memory lane. What'd you think about that, Travis? Next up is Brett and Sean. Oh man, I love that. That's fun. That's fun. That was a fun little. I don't think I've ever seen that one. Uh, that's great. Yeah. I enjoyed the heck out of that. It's good. Again, that was cool to see pre-Undertaker Dice Morgan, and then see a very young Undertaker, but he's a babyface now. Pretty cool. We got to see a face and a heel, and just how much he progressed is in two years. And again, how much different that match was because of how much less athleticism he was allowed to show as that character. And then how much more personality Razor was allowed to show during that. It's pretty cool. That wasn't even the goal of this. That just happens. That's his extra credit, people. Exactly. A glance at what might have been had Taker and Razor uh, had a feud with each other. And, of course, a glance at what could have been if they had tagged together. Uh, I think there's a couple other matches you can find involving them. I know they were on in a tag team, a six-man tag back in 2002 with the NWO, Nash and Hall and Biker Taker against, I think, uh, Flair and Austin and Bradshaw on an episode of Raw. So there's that out there you could find and just some other random things that. you could find between those two guys. But, uh, man, I, I just encourage everybody, uh, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you are a big Razor Ramon, Scott Hall fan. Just go find some of just, – just pick some matches, man. Of course, you can watch some of the documentaries and specials yeah. about him. But there's like a – there's a Coliseum video just on Razor Ramon that's on the network you could go check out with yeah. just some great matches. Uh, just pick a Nitro or Thunder from, from 96 or 97. Uh, pick the one from 
98 that Travis went to on July 4th. Man, uh, you can't July go wrong with any of that stuff. Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Just, just watch him work, man. Don't just watch people talk about him. Just watch some of his matches and appreciate how awesome he was in the ring and how unique he was. And the, uh, him and Sean at Survivor Series. Uh, or no, SummerSlam uh, 95. Uh, that, that ladder match. I think that one's fantastic. I oh, it is, yeah. I mean, yeah. It doesn't get... It gets, the one at WrestleMania 10 gets talked about so much more. Um, I think that one's fantastic as well. It's right um, up there with it, no doubt. Yeah, it's really, really good. So anyway, yeah. Um, what are your memories of Scott Hall? You know, uh, we'd love to hear those. But yeah, we got no, nothing, not much more to say about this. It was good to get, good to get, uh, get the feels out here and just remember Scott Hall. Again, we don't do this for everybody. Uh, every wrestler has passed away over the last five years, but this one was a big one for. For us, probably. I mean, you've been a fan longer than I have of him, and but uh, just yeah. you got to meet him as a kid and stuff, so it's pretty cool. But yeah, this just, one, this one stung a little bit more, and a little bit just, more than some other. We ones. texted yeah. and felt like it'd be a cool thing to do because we yeah. we never really got to talk about him on mm-hmm. Talking Taker, uh, so uh, we found a way to do that, and that's kind of what Talking Taker has been about. Of course, it's about the Undertaker. Of course, it's about his career, but it's a way to talk about so many other guys and, and the history yeah. of professional wrestling too. And you cannot tell the history of professional wrestling without Scott Hall, without Razor Ramon. So uh, we do appreciate y'all joining us for this. Uh, Like Travis said, share your favorite memories. If you've got some other rare Undertaker and Razor Ramon footage, you can drop that uh, to us at Talking Taker. Uh, Retweet and uh, tag us in, in any of that footage. Uh, and before we do go, uh, we will be back with you next, well, we'll be back with you in two weeks, I guess. I'm going to try to get this out this weekend and we will be back on April 1st for our regularly scheduled episode celebrating the Undertaker going into the Hall of Fame. And, uh, by the time this comes out, you should still have a little bit of time. If you have not yet, I want to encourage you to please record a, you know, three, four, five minute message for us. Uh, it can be shorter. Um, but yeah, it doesn't have to be that long. Probably not too much longer than than five minutes or so. Just saying thank you, Taker. Saying why you're a fan of the Undertaker. Saying your favorite memories of him. Celebrating him for going into the Hall of Fame. We've already gotten some awesome submissions from people, but we'll take as many of them as we come as that come in, and we want to edit them together for a very special, unique one-of-a-kind episode of Talking Taker. We want you, the fans, to take over Talking Taker and pay your respects to the dead man as he goes into the Hall of Fame. Um, it doesn't have to be... Um, it doesn't have to be anything complex. It could just be simple, uh, basic. It doesn't have to be funny or creative. It could just be 30 seconds of you saying thank you, Taker. Or you can you know, bear your soul. Talk about why he means so much to you. Why um, he's been a significant part of your life for 30 years. And some of you have done that. And those are those are awesome. But we'll, we'll take all comers in to the submissions. Um, so send us a video or audio message if you're uh, feeling a little shy and don't want to go on camera. Uh, send them to talkingtaker at gmail.com. Talkingtaker at gmail.com by Sunday the 20th. So Sunday the 20th at midnight, that's going to be the cutoff to get those videos in because I do have to edit them together. And uh, me and you, Travis, are going to record a little something to throw in there. And I'm having a baby this month. So, uh, you know, I, I'd like to... literally full. I'm literally trying to get it done before the baby gets here any minute. Um, so, uh, but... 
all things should be go for that to come out on April 1st, on the day he goes into the Hall of Fame. So please, 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 uh, some of you have sent in some great submissions already, but we'd love to hear from more of you. We know there's some of you out there who comment all the time and are such huge, huge Undertaker fans. Uh, we'd love for you to just take a moment, pop your phone up, and, and just say thank you, Taker. Uh, so please send those to us by the 20th, talkingtaker at gmail.com. All right, so that's all I got. Travis, close this up. Not before we go. Too soon, me brother. Yeah, brother. There we go, right there. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us. Thanks for letting us uh, do this this special episode for Big Scott Hall. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Uh, we'll hear from you in a couple weeks. See from you in a couple weeks as well as we celebrate the man, the Undertaker, going into the Hall of Fame finally. And uh, we're excited about it. And uh, get the submissions in. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, stay safe out there. And most importantly. Take her easy. Survey says one more. Take her easy. <laughs> <laughs> Dead man. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that's, not, that's not what I meant. <laughs> Survey says take her easy. There you go. I like that better. <laughs> the event center is brought to you by IcoPro for everybody who cares about their body. Hello, everyone. There is still time to make the call to experience all the excitement of SummerSlam. But many of you folks here in Boston have already heard the call of the wild. Action returns to the Boston Garden Saturday night, October 3rd. And in the main event, an incredible six-man tag team battle will take place when the ultimate warrior, the Undertaker, and the big boss man take on Kamala, Razor Ramon, and Nails. You know, Undertaker, there's going to be a lot of people involved in this match, but I told Kim C to make sure Kamala singles you out. So get ready, Undertaker. It's going to be you and Kamala. Boss man, I can't wait to get you back in the ring. I can't wait to give you another beating. This time, boss man, I'm going to finish the job. Hey, Ultimate Warrior, I guess that leaves you and the true machismo man in the WWE. To the warriors that have followed me, I bought a pair of nails, or in a jungle full of razors, or in a jungle that Kamala walks up in. It makes no difference to me. With the power of my warriors and law and justice on my side and the Grim Reaper right behind, what are you gonna do? I want you to know right now, I don't care what you two boys do with Kamala and Razors, but Nails, you're my responsibility. I am law, order, and justice in the World Wrestling Federation, and I'm gonna prove it when we get you in the ring, punk! trusted yourselves for my services there will be a mass burial when this night is over as we look down upon their rotting carcasses let it be known that justice is served you can kill me brace yourselves for this war it's three on three at the boston garden saturday night october 3rd